Send your camping stories through between now and Friday, and there has to be something that has happened to you. Even if it's as simple as poison ivy, if you've ever been chased by a bear while camping, that's a good story. Rained out completely, flooded out your tent. You wake up with your tent floating. Is that, is that ever a thing? I don't camp enough to know. Mike at 980cfpl.ca. We are going to remember back in time. You can actually go to globalnews.ca right now, and you can find back in time with the London Knights talking about Bo Horvat's goal with .1 seconds left. We will talk with the video goal judge who actually had to look and make sure that puck had crossed the line in 10 minutes from now. If you think back... That was a wild and crazy series. That It was a wild and crazy season and playoff run. It was the Knights' second consecutive championship. They went up against the Barry Colts in the final. Very talented team. Colts went up three games to one. The Knights fought back. Game six was in Barry. The Knights led it 4 nothing. Looked like they were definitely coming back to London for a game seven. And then in the third period, the Colts scored four goals and tied the game and sent it to overtime. That's how dangerous they were. And Max Domi flipped the puck to Matt Rupert, and he scored just over a minute into overtime. That forced game seven. In one of the celebrations of one of those Barry goals in the third period in game six, Mark Shifley, their captain, and just a phenomenal player. He's a phenomenal NHL player. Just imagine him in junior hockey. He was tremendous. He was jumped on by a teammate and suffered a concussion and couldn't play game seven. So game seven came back to London, and it was two one nights late in the third, and then the Barry Colts ended up tying the game and it was 2-2. There was a face-off in the very end with about 20 seconds left. With about 10 seconds to go in the game, the puck is pushed out to center ice. So there's 10 seconds before overtime in the deciding game of a championship series. It's wild. The puck is poked out into center ice. Seth Griffith of the Knights gets it, just wrists it around the boards. 10 seconds to go. Puck goes around the boards, and the Barry Colts try and clear it out. Alex Broadhurst of the Knights is standing right there. He blocks the clearing attempt with his body, gets the puck down to his stick, and by this time, Griffith is sneaking in and is kind of zooming into the slot, and Broadhurst tries to throw the puck across the slot to Seth Griffith so that he gets a scoring chance in the dying seconds. And the puck goes into the slot, hits a stick, and deflects right to Bo Horvat, who happened to be standing on the side of the net. And he had the presence of mind to take a whack at it. That puck went right across the goal line, like right, not across it as in it crosses and goes into the net, but along the goal line, kind of runs along the goal line. And the Knights started celebrating. Bo Horvat contends to this day he saw the puck go all the way into the net and that was confirmed and that happened with 0.1 seconds left and there was a long video review the fans are going goal 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 and Kendrick Nicholson the referee goes over and he talks with Steve Baker upstairs we're going to talk with Steve Baker upstairs we're actually going to talk to him from his house in 10 minutes from now so hang around for that in the meantime there is something that has become very, very big in southwestern Ontario in the absence of being able to go to Knights games or play softball or play golf or whatever it is you would normally be doing at this time of year. And that 
big thing, the hotbed that this area is becoming, is for online darts, believe it or not. And joining us right now is Ryan Bondi, who is an assistant manager in intramurals at McGill University, born in London, and is someone who has done some amazing things in putting together online darts. He joins us now. Ryan, how are you doing? Pretty good. You? Hey, not too bad. I'm fascinated to know uh, kind of the story that brought online darts to the surface and how this league has kind of taken off and why maybe it's a hotbed in southwestern Ontario. So let's kind of go back to the very beginning of this. Where did this idea even come from? Um, Well, my uncle, he lives in Windsor, and he has the ultimate man cave in his basement, equipped with a dartboard, obviously. And uh, he always has people over for big events, Super Bowls, March Madness, the Masters. So uh, he was kind of in the dumps with the the whole kind of pandemic situation. You know, March Madness got canceled, the Masters got canceled. Um, so he has, he has a, a Facebook group. So I just posted a video in the Facebook group. I was like, Hey, why don't we play darts? Like you have, I have a board, you have a board. I'll set up my laptop webcam and we'll just play a match. And then my cousin got into it. He texted all of his friends right away who have boards. They're all, they're all mainly in the Windsor area. Then a couple people from our buddies from London joined in and we had about 18 in the first season and now we just started season two and we have around 40 people so it's, it's pretty crazy uh, so take us through how this works then do you kind of get a laptop going so you can see what everybody else is doing are there rules like that uh yeah so you want to kind of set up your laptop as close to the board as possible so you kind of prop it up on a, a desk or a chair or table um off to the side because if a dart bounces back you don't want to destroy your laptop but um for the most part there you probably see about 80 percent of the darts and where they land there's about 20 percent like you either can't see because of the quality or another dart is blocking it but i mean we use the honor system and and i think it's working pretty well at any point does anyone yell out 140 (laughs) we have we've experimented with some commentary in uh because for some of our big matches, we, we send out a Zoom link to all the league members, and then they send it to their friends and their family. So, you know, we've had over 40 people watching sometimes. So we've, we've experimented with some commentary. But I don't think we're that good to be, to be hitting 180s and 140s. But we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> we're talking with Rod Bondi, and he is an assistant manager of intramurals at McGill University, born in London, and we're talking about an online darts league. So at what point of the season are you at right now for this darts league? So we just wrapped up season one, and we had uh, our playoffs was called May Mania, kind of in line with March Madness. So uh, we had a full bracket and everything. Uh, so that just wrapped up. And then tomorrow night we're starting season two. And like I said, we, we, have, uh, we have around 40 members, and we only had 18 in the, in the first season. So it's, it's growing like crazy. People are looking for spectator sports. I mean, if a dad and his kids are playing catch in the street, you'll almost get people putting up lawn chairs to watch this happen. So (laughs) is it possible just to watch this if people wanted to? Yeah, we actually experimented with, uh, with that in our championship game for the first season. We, we put the game on Twitch, Twitch is like a, a live streaming website. 
Um, a lot of gamers use it when they're playing video games to stream kind of their, their screen. But uh, we, we tried it out for, uh, for our finals, and it seemed to work pretty well. But before that, we were, we were kind of on Zoom, and it, the link was just sent around to like, people in, in the league and kind of in our little circle. But um, we're definitely looking to use that Twitch account, and then anyone can literally just log on to twitch.com slash isolation dart league, and then, then you're watching darts. What do you think? If this kind of gets back to some semblance of normal where you could actually go and play darts with somebody, do you think there's still an appetite for what you've created now? Could it still continue? For sure, because, I mean, I'm I'm in Montreal, and we have a few people in Kingston, but mainly, like you said, everyone's in southwestern Ontario, so... Um, I, I never get to play against my uncles or my cousins, so it, it's a way to keep in touch there. Um, and then I also think it will work in the winter time when, um, if we do go back to normal, you know, everyone's playing golf, softball in the summer, but in the winter, there's not really, there, there's not much going on. So I think for sure, kind of a, a remote dart league could work in the winter easily. This is good stuff. Well, Ryan, I think you are on to something for sure. Thanks so much for describing it for us and for getting it going, and here's hoping it continues to take off. Good luck in season number two. Yes, thanks for having me. It was awesome. Stay safe. You too. Bye. That's Ryan Bondi. He is a McGill University student and actually is one of the people who helps to put together McGill Intramurals and has put together an online dart league. His uncle would always have people over. Hey, well, we can't come over, but we could do it this way where you kind of get the camera positioned enough so that you can see a dartboard. You have a dartboard. You have darts. You have an ability to play online darts. I love it.